0: and welcome to everyday linux episode 19 multimedia production in linux brought to you by element op productions element op.com today we're going to take a look at some of the uh, tips techniques and tools that's how's that for alliteration um uh, available that was tasty uh, tasty there we go for uh, for producing multimedia content entirely In Linux, we're using Linux completely as your uh, workflow. And to help me do this, as always, are our panel of hosts, uh, Mr. Chris Neves. Say hello, Chris.
1: Hello, folks. How's it going tonight?
0: And this is really his baby. He's going to be talking about some of his uh, previous experiences. And, of course, I'm no um, neophyte to this, having done stuff for the show. Uh, And then with us, as always, is Mr. Seth Anderson. Say hello, Seth. Hey, everybody. The gooey kid. How are things in the world of graphical user interfaces?
2: Lots to see. Lots to see.
0: <laughs> and of course, our ever present noob in residence, Mr. Aaron Butler. Hello, Aaron. Hello. And I just have to say
3: every time, in Chris's honor,
0: Thundercats. Ho! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is he wearing a Thundercats shirt? He is. Isn't yes, me? he is. That's hilarious.
3: Can I have that shirt, Chris? I will send you money for that shirt if you'll send it to me.
0: <gasps> Who was your favorite like- Thundercat?
3: Sure. Mine was Panthro.
1: Panther was cool, but I like uh, what was it? Tigra. Uh
3: huh. Mm hmm.
0: I was too into He Man. I didn't really get into Thundercats.
3: I, I missed He Man. Uh, it was a little. I was a little too old for He Man <laughs> by the time it came out, or wasn't just didn't have TV. But I actually ended up watching Thundercats in college. As I say, I'm too old for He Man. <laughs> <laughs> every morning i uh, lived with a, a friend of mine um i lived with his family and there was uh four of us boys living in the house there he and the, me him and his two younger brothers and so we had a schedule in the morning of who took showers when so like uh, my shower was at six in the morning so i get up and take my shower and then from six thirty to 7 i watch thundercats every day while i eat breakfast so I, I watched, <laughs> i've i seen every episode of the original series there's a new one out now you know of course
1: oh yeah, yeah. there's
3: yeah. a great fan trailer too that was out there Have you ever seen the fan trailer Somebody used a bunch of uh, clips from other movies and some pretty cool special effects and
2: made their, their own fan trailer of it.
0: Thundercats was never really my thing. Uh, I was I really liked Voltron and um, uh,
2: Slay that Robeese. I loved the, Voltron. Were you a the one, five the lion fan? one,
0: not the car one? When they came out later and made the one with it was like a hundred space cars instead of the five lions, but it was still called Voltron. You, you got anybody uh-huh. remember that? Yeah, it exactly. was like, "What the heck? What What are you doing? I I didn't get it."
3: Um, well, I like mine was from that. Well, I like G-force. Do you remember that? G-force, yeah, and Starboy. I, yeah. uh, I yeah, love G-Force the planets. Battle awesome. of the planets. Of course, every episode always ended with them making the giant mega ship thing. Why well, didn't you right. do that first? I yeah. never understood. It's the same
0: with Voltron, right? <laughs> yeah, it they, was. they try. They fight the things, and then it doesn't go well, and then they form Voltron, and then they kick butt. Just start there, yeah, and and go <laughs> have a coffee. What was the one
3: that was the? This is probably. Uh, a little too old for some of you guys, but there was one. It was these. They were like giant robot samurais. Si- sam- Samurai. This is from Shogun
0: Warriors. Thank yes, you, Shogun, the Shogun Warriors. Warriors. Yep.
3: My friend Stephen had one of
2: them. You know, I it was did like, too. he put so did I. Tall,
3: he was shoot the discs out. And Those were awesome. Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Was oh like, man, I've got to Google Shogun Warriors.
0: <laughs> I think it was <laughs> kindergarten. I made the bus driver go back because I told him it was an emergency because I had left my Shogun Warrior at home, and it was going to be show-and-tell day. He was so mad at me, <laughs> <laughs> and then like a well, month later, I really did need to go back, because I had forgot, I had left the like door to the house open, and he refused to go back because he thought I was going to bring a toy out again or something.
3: Well, want to see something. This is taking me back to when I was a little bitty kid. Just Google real fast, Ultra-Man. Dash Ultraman. 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 Ultraman, yeah. Put it on screen, Aaron. We can all see it. And, uh, and then hit images. I'll try to do that. Here I go. I'm attempting to put it on screen. I have to be really fast because it switches over. I have to hit the right thing. Uh, that's not here, – here we go. You, I'm getting it and is, go. Is that the one and,
0: where the robot came to Earth and stepped on a guy and gave him his life force? Is that the one? That
3: was uh, – know, you know Infra-Man?
0: I think that was Infra-Man.
3: This was the one where it was like a robot that he could control remotely. Oh, okay. <sighs> I'm telling you, every time I, I my I do it, my Google talk pops up. Um, maybe because I'm using Windows
0: XP. Okay. Anyway, one more try. One more try. Last try. Oh, yeah. I almost had it. Yeah, nobody's actually watching the video anymore. There it is. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he crossed his arms is, and shot the little beams out. Yeah,
3: yeah. My my awesome mom actually made me an Ultraman costume when I was like four <laughs> or five or six. Made the head out of paper mache.
0: Nice. Covered
3: it with tin wow. it was Awesome. Did
0: it have the lar- the creepy too big mouth open and thing? Like that two, one? No. Yeah.
3: It looked it looked like this, like that. But it had the the crest down the middle. The you know the the fin. It was awesome looking. Good stuff, man. Man, Ultraman.
1: Ultraman. That'd be cool to be a Halloween, flashback flashback Halloween costume.
0: This show has already gone completely off the rails. (laughs) We just got started, and already it's just unreal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the Shogun Warriors, you don't understand how awesome they were.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm thinking about this being my costume for Halloween this year. You see what I got on my screen now? Scott Pilgrim, Evil X number three. White shirt, big number three on the front. Black and white wristbands it would be it would be a super simple costume.
0: I haven't seen <laughs> the movie so I don't.
3: If you if you're a comic fan at all, it's worth watching simply because it's such an incredible adaptation of a comic to a movie. Hmm.
2: I never saw the comic but I love the movie.
0: So anyway, um it's you know we're the schedule of the show says at this point we move into the warm up, but we just spent what like 9 minutes talking about we, nothing. I feel like it's all uh, been warm up so far, but anyway, we've done
3: the war- we've done the warm up, haven't we? Yeah, something like
0: that. <laughs> Seth, Seth wanted to uh, mention uh, how much he loves the new Facebook layout. Uh, Seth, go ahead and tell us about that.
2: Well, I am deeply in indebted to Mark Zuckerberg. Thanks to him, I use Facebook so much less than I used to because it is complete and other poo poo. <laughs> so um, I need S-
3: before somebody makes a statement like that out in the interwebs for me, Seth. Before I can back you up, you need to give me specifics okay
2: the they I, there
0: are no okay, specifics I'm, are the the things have changed you I don't just like. don't <laughs> like it that's the specifics <laughs> no,
2: different. the specifics are I don't like them thinking they know what I want to see. I was following everybody, and now I am no longer following everybody. I only follow some people. And sometimes when you post something it's a top story and the other time it's not a top story and it appears halfway down the page and then if I'm not reading the Facebook in the central column I can then see the other Facebook that's on the uh, little rolling thing that just eats up your bandwidth when you don't have gigabit connections at home and I just if I wanted it Google Plus I would use Google Plus I wanted Facebook and they just screwed it up and I hate change so, therefore, I hate Facebook, and I do not use it near as much as I used to.
0: Yeah, I, the 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 frustrating thing for me is that they are now deciding what I get to see. Uh, before, there was like the, the top stories and then the news feed. I could always click on the news feed and see everything. Now, I don't even have that option. They show me what they want to show me, and that's all there is to it. And I find that um, presumptuous. See, I, I don't have 50,000 friends, right? I only follow people or friend people that I actually want to hear from. I do the same thing on Twitter. I don't have thousands, I'm not following thousands of people. I have like 20 people that I actually want to hear everything they say. That's why I'm following them. So, when they make the assumption that I need my feed cleaned up, that's wrong. I I clean it myself. If the signal-to-noise ratio gets too high for somebody, I simply delete them or unfriend
1: them. Yeah, so um, I'm not much of a Facebook user, so I really can't say much on that. But, uh, uh, uh yeah, I, I agree that the uh, the new Facebook is kind of harsh to use now.
3: You could just check the go back and use the old version box, right? Oh, wait, they don't give you that option. Yeah, that's anymore. not there.
0: let <laughs> <laughs> nice try, but no. Thank you for playing anyway. <laughs> uh, having said that, though, we're using the new Google. Uh, plus hangouts with extras tonight, and it's pretty darn cool, I have to say. We have we can now uh, do screen sharing. Those of you who go back and watch the feed of this on Ustream uh, will see that, because Aaron actually shared his screen, which is a very cool thing to be able to do. Uh, you can also bring in a Google Doc. Um, I was going to do that, but somebody took it out Uh but you can share a Google Doc, and you can uh, uh, even there's a sketch pad with a shared uh, white space and a note space, which is kind of cool. So they're really getting more toward the uh, what is it, blackboard type? What what's collaborative. a collaborative? Yeah, more collaborative tool sort of thing. Uh, online yep. meeting space. Uh, well, yep.
3: I'll I'll say this just as a little tech 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 web tip. meeting. T- t- yeah, web know. meeting type tech tip to whom somebody might be out there like me using Windows XP Service Pack three, which I am running Chrome. Uh, when I go to share my screen while I'm using Skype, it may not be an issue without Skype. I haven't tried it without Skype. My Skype window pops up uh, in about a, one second after the sharing screen comes up. So the sharing screen comes up. There's all the windows. I click the one I want, and then, bam, the Skype screen comes up over it. So enter is automatically hi- – uh, the share of this selected screen button is already highlighted, so the workaround simply was click your screen, hit enter. You have about a half a second to do that. So <laughs> if you do that, it works. Just a little tip there.
0: I, I didn't experience that, but uh, it may have to do with the different version of Skype you're using, the different OS, there's all kinds of yeah, There's no like telling. That.
1: It does, I don't have any problem with mine, so I don't know what you guys are having issues with.
0: I took a Sunday afternoon nap and just realized that I still have nap head. Now that I'm on, now that I'm a famous <laughs> radio television person, maybe I should brush my hair once in a while. Sorry about
3: that. <laughs> I haven't shaved in two weeks, so I'm... Get my Wisconsin beard It's funny
0: because in Google Hangouts, when you click to start a Hangout, it brings your camera up and the thing at the bottom says, check your hair, which is kind of funny. <laughs> They're so friendly at Google. So I wanted to tell a quick story that I thought was great about uh, uh, how much my children love me. This week uh, for three and a half, four days, somewhere around there, I was, I was at a training uh, in Austin about five hours from where I live. So I left early Thursday morning. Was gone all day Thursday, all day Friday. Friday got back uh, right around bedtime Saturday night. Okay, so that's the time frame. Pull up into the driveway. Get get out of the truck and start getting my bags out. And my youngest daughter, who's uh, will be three uh, in five days, runs out, says, "Daddy, Daddy!" Runs toward me, throws her arms up in the air, and says, "Can I have your iPad?" <laughs> they, didn't miss me. they missed my iPad because I took it with That's me funny. and they haven't been able to watch Netflix for four days. And so it wasn't about how much we love daddy. It was about how much they love Steve jobs.
3: That's funny. Well, oh, so to tell the funny kid stories. I'll, I'll tell a quick funny kid story. Nathaniel school had a camp out this last weekend about 90 students and all their families camped in the big field next to the church and they hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, some of our neighbor campers, you know, a tent right down from us, one of the, were Nathaniel's classmates. So I was visiting with them and it was dark and they had the little telescopic, uh, you know, marshmallow roasters, hot dog roasters. And so they were passing them out. So they gave one to Nathaniel and it had the little mini marshmallows. So he tried one. He's like, oh, these little mini marshmallows are horrible, Dad. I like the regular big marshmallows better. A couple of minutes later, the guy comes out of the tent with the bag of big marshmallows. And then I hear the lady tell the other lady, I put corks on the end <laughs> of the, of the roaster sticks so the kids wouldn't poke themselves with them. Nathaniel had tried a cork. <laughs> so they weren't mini marshmallows Not at all. it was It was a piece of cork. No wonder if it, <laughs> it was a little... i say that. So how was that marshmallow thing It was, it was, it was crunchy. It, it, didn't crunchy taste. it wasn't sweet. It was terrible. He's like, yeah, spit it out. <laughs> that is hilarious.
1: He That's like, the best little kid story I've heard in months. better. <laughs>
0: What? All right, so Chris, what is the Linux counter website all about?
1: Okay. Um, back in some time ago, they there was a, a a funny, let's see how many people sign up to see, you know, to show their their Linux cred and and see how many users and computers there are for, you know, Linux users mm-hmm. and computers. Um, so there's this website though, startup up that was counter.li.org. Well, the site kind of fell into uh, mis or not misuse, but disuse. Yeah. And so the project's been taken back up. The But the original, I don't know if it's site maintainer or who, but is not giving up anymore, is not giving the keys of the kingdom to anybody. So they started a new page for this, and it's now called the LinuxCounter.net. And if you go there, you get to see how many people are actually registering their computers and themselves as a Linux user. As of, let's see, September 26th, that 123 GMT, there are 1,227 users and 80,000 machines. And they can do a rough estimate of how many machines and Linux users, about how many there are in the world, and they're saying approximately uh, 21 million. So it's kind of a neat little website if you register like I have um, they give you a number and you can a you know, little Linux counter lo- um, thing that you put on your email signatures or form signatures and then uh it's just kind of a neat little thing to sign up for and say yeah i'm a I'm a Linux guy
0: so there are approximately twenty one million registered Linux users at that site right now
1: uh well what they're what estimating saying? is there's no there's twenty one million people or Linux people and computers in the world that because of the way their math works that's what, how they can get to that it's a it's a rough guess oh. and they have their they have a thing about how they get to that number um but they they say that there's approximately 1020 1, uh users and 80,000 machines registered
0: Oh, okay, so that's uh, Southern Baptist Preacher math, is what that is. If you have 300 in Sunday school, you actually ran 750. So, yeah, that's, that works.
1: <laughs> Although, like I said, they do have something for how they get to that number, that, that 21 million, but I really haven't digged through it too much to see the math, but uh, I, don't know, I just thought it was kind of neat to be able to say that for sure there are at least 127,000 users. Well,
0: that's cool. Yeah, because I'm not on there. And so there's at least 121,001. Yeah, me either. Yeah. So, Chris, walk us through uh, today's topic, what it's about, and how it came about.
1: Okay. Um, well, I was asked to do some video editing for a client of mine, and it's mainly because she didn't have the tools to take care of it herself. Um, but the tools that I'm used to we're all mainly Windows platform before because I never did video, video or audio, video editing in Linux. So this is some one of those things that I kind of jumped in with both feet and kind of said, "Okay, I'll see if I can get this to work or not." Um, but before I did any video editing, I've been, uh, I've been doing audio editing in Linux for years now. Um, so I was going to talk about the two tools I use for there, and you guys can add some more if you guys want to. Um, but before I start on anything. Make sure you go to their websites and do updates for any of these programs from the websites, and you don't use the repositories for them. Uh, The main reason for that is because a lot of times the, the, the repositories are out of date, so then, like, the stability and feature set won't be the same. So you have to make sure you have the most current version.
0: Well, you said the stability won't be the same. Most of the time, the older version is more stable than the newer version. Wouldn't you agree? And that's why they don't make it into the repositories yet because they're not declared stable releases.
1: Now, I've found that, the, I found that op- the opposite for me. Um, the, the ones that I talked about, the ones I'll be talking about for the video editing, um, when I was using them out of the repository, they crashed all over the place. When I updated them to the website current, then I had stability and I had more features. So it's one of those things, you know. Your mileage may vary, but I would recommend get the stuff from the website, not just the repository.
0: Okay, that's interesting because that's that's exactly opposite of how it's supposed to work. Uh, it's supposed to be well, the stable it, stuff is in the repository, and the experimental stuff isn't. And
3: well, I know, yeah. Mark, for you. Um, you know, this is from the Windows side, but I'm, one of the programs I'm sure Chris will be talking about will be Audacity. And I'm sure because I sound like I know what I'm talking about and B because I see it in the notes. But uh, you were, you had me pull down Audacity and you said your words to me were go to their website and get the beta, and get the beta version. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I guess it just depends on the application and sometimes, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I, you're right. I always use the beta of Audacity because it seems to work better. So uh, I'm not saying Chris is wrong I'm saying he's supposed to be wrong I'm yeah, <laughs> just going the company lying here
3: <laughs> uh, okay. It's like the three men sure that went I... to the hotel and they paid $10 a piece for the hotel room and then they got a $5 discount That's anyway, but... so,
0: Speaking of hotels let me rant for just a minute um, This training that I went to uh, somebody else put me up at a really nice uh, four star hotel because if it was me I'd have stayed at the Motel 6 uh, but they put me up there, and because it wasn't a Motel 6, Wi-Fi was 18 bucks a day, parking was $20 a day, and I think I paid a $3 towel fee. I'm not really sure, but uh, it was ridiculous. The more you pay for the room, the more stuff they expect you to pay for. If you go to the mo- mo- Motel 6, the Wi-Fi is free, the parking is free, there's chocolate chip cookies on the counter when you get there. What's up with that? All right, okay. Just a little rant there. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay now. But if you can you afford the, the other box?
3: room, you can afford all those things, Mark. That's what it is. Yeah,
0: but I shouldn't have
3: to. That's yeah, I my know. point. If you pay for luxury, you should get the whole package.
0: Exactly. I mean, I, sure, I got a really comfortable bed and nice linens and stuff, but shouldn't you also be giving me Wi-Fi? I mean, somebody should be, like, following me around with a gigabit Ethernet cable. <laughs> I mean, for the prices they were paying for this
3: thing. Like the like the guys that do the, the wired cameras for American Idol that you see them running on and off the stage and they have the guy behind them. Right. You know, pulling the cable up and putting the cable out and feeling the cable back. That's funny.
0: Alright, Chris. Sorry to <laughs> derail you there, but uh let's pick up with uh um what? door Audacity. Since we mentioned Audacity already, let's start there.
1: Okay. Well, Audacity is my tool of choice when it comes to doing some basic um, video cap or audio capturing and audio editing. Um, it's nice and user friendly. The interface does have a little bit to desire for newness. You know, it, it it's not shiny and pretty. It's pretty cut and dry, um, and it does a great job. And it it the only thing I ever have a problem with is if you don't anticipate how big your files are going to be, you might run out of hard drive space because it does save a lot of stuff to the hard drive.
3: Yeah, so, have, I mean, that's not a program you could, like, record a podcast with and edit it or something like that, no, could you?
0: No, you couldn't, <sighs> couldn't do that, no. In fact, everything <laughs> I've done, I've done all manner of things with Audacity over the years from uh, recording bands to, to all the podcasts that we've done. And, yeah, the interface is, um, shall we say, Spartan. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's text and it's engineer. Austere. It's designed by an engineer, not by a designer. But Not it, the GUI kid, huh? Right, the GUI kid <laughs> didn't design this interface, but it's good. It works really well, um, and I think it's probably the best um, multi-purpose tool. I, I think yeah. the one we're going to mention next is a better single-purpose tool, but Audacity is a great multi-purpose tool. And in my experience, it works better on Linux than it does in Windows.
1: See, and the other thing I would bring up about Audacity, besides being uh, – it, it's like the Swiss Army knife for audio editing is what I always call it. Um, there is a Windows tool that works if you don't want the free, you know, if you're against the free and open source type of people. There's another program called Gold Wave that is almost, for looks-wise, almost identical. But they take the tool sets and all the different add-ons to a whole new level at Gold Wave. Uh, I think they're about $40 for a lifetime license. It's a cheap, soft set of software for Windows. Um that just will blow your mind away with all the tools. I used to use that long, long ago before I fell in love with Audacity.
0: Yeah, the, for Windows there are lots of other tools, uh, but since this isn't a Windows show, we won't mention them.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to bring up Goldwave because that was my that was my first tool that I used for capturing audio. Um, but then I'll bring up something that's uh, single purpose and a hey, monster. I have a tool. question for you. Yeah, what's that?
2: um, is the lame encoder need to be added in Linux or is that bundled in for Audacity? You do, have,
1: you do have to install the lame encoder. Um, a lot of times if you're in like say Ubuntu or Linux Mint or something like that, they, it comes built in then because it's the free, it's the open or what, what they call it, the free world version. Um, if you're on Fedora, you have to make sure you get the right version of it to get the lame encoder. Um, But otherwise, on Ubuntu and Mint, I believe it comes built in.
0: Yeah, the odds are you're going to have it already. But if you don't, uh, Audacity makes it easy to get.
1: uh, They have a step-by-step walkthrough on their website on how to put it in place. Right.
0: Or you can export to uh, OGG files if you want to, if you want to stick with the the, the RMS-approved methods.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And AUG's a really good format, too, but um, we're not talking file formats. So I'm going to go on.
0: just no support for it.
1: Well, it depends. I got a little MP3 player. My Sansa clip does AUG's and FLAC without a problem, which surprised the pants off of me. Yeah.
0: I don't have any. None of my phones, uh, none of my uh, media players have ever done AUG or Fiora. If, if
3: a person were to win like a DJ Diddy MP3 player, would that play it?
0: I don't know. Uh, because that I person don't We'll never actually get that because that person's the friend keeps forgetting to send it to them.
3: <laughs> and that person went to the person's house and forgot to get it. Oh, it was at the school. That's what it was. Yeah. Sorry about Sad.
1: that. Okay. Well, like I was, I'm going to bring up um, a door. Um, it's a digital audio workstation, and it takes audio recording to a whole new level. Um, it's more along the lines of Logic Pro or GarageBand, Adobe Edition. Those would be tools that are similar to it. Um, I don't use this one personally anymore because I don't need have the need for the feature set that it has. Um, this is what I f- my first tool of choice when I was when I originally started. Um, and it's got things in here that I don't even know what they do. <laughs> so that's why I moved on to something a little more simpler. But this would be for your audio engineers, your audio files that, that need to m- manipulate the actual audio wave and, and add, you know, fades and cuts and all sorts of different other plugins. A um, Adore would be the tool of choice for you.
0: Yeah, this is like Pro Tools in the, the, yep. the Windows or Mac world. Uh, it's that powerful. And I, I, w- I think it's important to note this is not a free software he doesn't charge a preset price for it but you are expected to pay for it and he does a, a pay what you want uh, model yep. and and the developer of this tool this is his livelihood that's all he does and i think he only makes like 20,000 a year on average so that doesn't say much for the linux community as a whole
1: hmm. but this but like you know if you are going to but when you look at it for the cost you know, this particular tool compared to Pro Tools or of the other ones I mentioned is a drop in a bucket in price difference. Right. And yet you get the tool set that you would get for those more expensive um, systems. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit cheaper and that has the power, check out Odor. I even think he gives you, you know, he he does expect a payment, but I don't think he's going to come knocking on your door if you don't.
0: Well, right. The um, download you, is free, and there yep. it's not. There are no nag screens or anything like that. It's just here's the download link here, and over here is the pay link. I expect yep. if you use one, you'll use the other.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things. If you start using the program and you end up keeping it, please donate to him. Um, he, like Mark said, he this is his livelihood. Um, it's it's worth the money. Um, but that's all I can say about Adore. Um, I, I did use it for a little bit, and like I said, it was too much for me, so I moved on. But now, uh, Chris, if correct it,
0: me if I'm wrong. Does this um, take over your machine, or is it just an app running in the Linux desktop? I don't remember which. It's been so long since I've used it.
1: What it does is it it when you launch it, it run it opens full screen. Okay. So it doesn't take over your machine, but it it will. It's an app that launches in full screen mode.
0: Because I know some of the video tools that we're going to talk about a little later on expect to turn your box into an appliance. They don't expect yep. anything else alongside it. And I didn't remember if that was the case with dual or not.
1: No, it's, it's an application. Um, I'll even pop a screenshot up here and we can look at it if you wanted to. Um, try to make it so we can see it on the Googles.
3: Is that how you pronounce that?
0: The Googles? No, Ardor. That's how I pronounce it. You asked the question, is that how I pronounce it? The the answer is yes. Is
1: that how the word is pronounced? I'm
0: just curious.
1: So you can see the tool here.
3: The good kid liked that one.
2: (laughs)
1: Well, the good kid
3: can't see it
2: because of his internet connection.
3: You know, I think they use this for three quarters of any time they're simulating audio stuff on CSI. This is where they they magically take out all the background noise and only leave the sound of the key opening the lock right.
1: so they can figure out that a lock was picked, you know. which you could do with this tool it's got a lot of power.
0: I love how television shows have the automatic make it better button you know, uh-huh. you know Zach, that's a, what I'm talking about a video camera uh, shot at a gas station from eight hundred feet away at at only four hundred pixels, and they zoom in on the name name tag and push the make it better button and it says, "Hi, my name is George yeah.
3: Yeah, the same thing with the audio. They've got a single mono recording of uh, with somebody's cell phone in a room, and they're able to isolate
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> a Wait, voice. Did somebody whisper in his ear? Yes. Yes, they did.
3: Well, since we're on this subject, the other favorite one is how every computer always still goes... When it's searching for things.
0: Right. Text that you can hear for when you type. It goes... And it's like... Ninety-seven Seven point
3: Right. right. the And the and uh... looking through the you know the AFIS database of fingerprints is you know it has to have the little sound of the of the things going really fast. They can't just look and then pop up with a result. It has to show you that it's trying them all.
0: Okay. Enough about television,
3: computer science. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, open me a socket to the DOD satellite. Sorry, I had to say it one time. <laughs>
1: Hack the FBI. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, okay, so, all right.
1: Well, in terms we of audio, more?
0: those are kind of the only two, right? Or certainly the big two, not the only two, but the big two.
1: I would say, yeah, I would agree with that. I think they're the biggest two in the in the ball game. There are others, but I think those two are the uh, the default for people to use. They're
3: the eight hundred pound and six hundred and forty seven pound gorillas, respectively.
1: Something like that.
0: And then video, uh, we did an episode of the Tightwad Tech a while back about the state of desktop video. And when Chris was preparing the notes for this, uh, I did what would you call it a bomb, a data bomb. Uh, I copied yeah, you, you, our you. notes into that thing so because uh, we had I had done a lot of research on this before uh, about different video editing tools, and so we're going to talk about some of those next. What's the Tightwad Tech? The Tightwad Tech. Nobody listening to this doesn't know what the Taiwan Tech is. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> they came to hear from there. Now the Taiwan Tech is a uh, a website. Uh, excuse me, a uh, a podcast um, about primarily uh, focusing on uh, tech in education um, and doing so with no money. Uh, doing more with less is what we say. So there you go. I I've fumbled through that pretty badly. <laughs>
3: Yeah, next time I'll just go ahead and tell everybody what it is. To save you the
0: hassle. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the radio DJ host guy, right? And I just totally sucked that up. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you the reason. There's some audio glitch here. that I'm, I'm trying to troubleshoot and think at the same time, and I'm I'm not smart enough to do that.
1: No multitasking for you, huh? Well, <laughs> you know,
0: it, there's multitasking and there's super ego mega ultra multitasking. I'm not. I'm not infra man. Uh, and when
1: you add the football
2: game, <laughs> it really bogs down.
0: <laughs> no, exactly.
2: there's audio clips. I can't hear the
3: commentators on the football game without headphones.
1: <laughs> All right, Chris. Move right along. Okie okay, dokie. Um I think what I'll do is I'll list out the audio programs that you or the video programs that you bombed me with, and then I'll go back over the ones that um I did. Okay. So, this, to start the list is Cinelera and then KDEN Live, and Avidmix, or Mux, or, Avidimux. okay. And then there's PTV Lives, OpenShot. And then there's a couple of the ones that you would missed that I didn't put in the list because I didn't use them. Um, but the ones that I tried were, um, PTV and KDN Live. Now, when I first used, I, when I was first trying to do this, I was using PTV, and it worked really well. Um, and it, it had some basic video editings like cuts and slices, and you can add effects like fades and dissolves and whatnot. But I found out the problem. One of the problems I had with it is the audio fell out of sync with the yes. video.
0: I had the same experience,
1: and no matter what I could do, or no matter what I did, it, it was always out of sync. Um, and I, I tried everything. I even updated the software to the most current. And the audio came closer, but it was still out of sync. So I ended up begging PTV. Well, in fact, I that's feeling- such a
0: common problem that there's a button in the interface to dis- disassociate video from audio so that you can slide it over and get it back in sync. So the the developers punted there. We they knew they couldn't fix it, so they gave you the <laughs> op- option to manually fix it. That's funny.
1: Yeah. And even then, even if you try to manually fix it, I had it lined up because the in the clip that I was working on, there's a point where sh- the uh the the person on the screen has a very distinctive strum on a guitar before she plays. And you even with lining it up frame by frame, I still when I would um master the video out, it would still push it off. So, uh, yes, so even yes, you, you
3: right. had it right, even when you had it right, then when you went to mix it down, it was wrong?
0: Yep. yep. I had forgotten about that, but I had that same experience too, uh, where it would be right in the editor and it would play right, but then when you exported it, it was wrong. Yep. And you know what I found? That if you leave it lined up in the editor so that it's wrong when you edit it, when you export it, it's right.
1: Not my luck, at least not with my with the video I was working on. It still didn't do any good. So then I went to KDN Live because obviously I'm running KDE now, if you guys have been following us. So I figured, well, if it's got KDE in the the name of the program, it might be better. Maybe. Um, And it was a lot more powerful than I was expecting. Um, let's see, let me screen share this with everybody so you guys can see what I'm seeing.
3: See Mark, back to what we're talking about with the TV though, there really is the fix this video buttons in real life. (laughs) It just didn't work right.
1: Right. Okay. So you can see here, it's a basic linear editor. Um, it does have the video lines and your audio lines, your clip view, your history view and your project tree with all your clips. Um, the tool itself, huh?
3: Looks like iMovie.
1: Very much. Uh, I was really kind of surprised on how well it was um, in comparison to um, iMovie. They looked a lot alike.
0: It's also similar kinda... to uh, Adobe Premiere uh, a couple of generations ago.
1: Yep. Um, it's was supposed to be close to the same as Sony Vegas, but I don't see the similarity to Vegas. Uh, maybe mm. if you. Oh, the video editor here. <laughs> Unless you add maybe if they, I don't see another button to turn on for effects because of, um, Vegas has another effects box right here. Um, but as far as a vi- you know, working with video, they seem to be pretty similar. Um, and I had the best luck with this when I when I came to breaking up the video and the audio and making everything in sync and doing the slices to break up the the three hour video into the fifteen minute video that I needed. This worked the best for cutting it up, and it worked the best for exporting it out to a DVD. Um, it has built into it. When you go to render, it has an actual render to DVD. So you can actually render this directly to a disc.
0: Yes. I, I echo those things. My experiences were the same, that this was the tool that I would recommend of all the ones that I uh, researched. It's the one that worked the best.
3: Talk yep. about rendering the DVD. This, back in the in the mid to late 90s, when the first iMac G3 came out, you know, the one that's a that was the full TV monitor, you know, the monitor computer all in one egg. That's what I did yeah. my first with iMovie 1. I did a bunch of video on it. And my only way to do it to get it out was, I. of course, I didn't have a DVD burner at that time. Those were really, really, really expensive because um, the DVDs were just kind of getting more common. Uh, I would actually go out of my iMac into my Digital 8 camera and out of that to the VCR live. So I got straight throughput, um, straight to the VC, straight to the VCR. So I had to look manually turn on the VCR on record, hit play in iMovie, let it play out real time. And then, uh, that's how I had to do all my movies. And I only had enough rant, um, hard drive space to do about 15 minutes at a time. So I did an hour long video one time and I had to do it in 15 minute segments, then pause the, uh, <laughs> pause, <laughs> pause wow. the, um, the, the VCR. Um. Dot. Drop the one movie out of memory. Bring the other one into memory because it would only let me have 15 in this movie in a memory at a time. Play that one, but I that did it. Is you know,
0: Taiwan tech approved. Let me tell you.
3: <laughs> when you're a youth faster, you do what you got to do.
0: All right. So, uh, Krista, any of the others? That, are those the only two you looked at?
1: Um, I did try another one called Kino, which um, I have in my list of stuff cause it was yeah. And was I, weird. I don't know. I don't think it's very new. Um, no, not really 2000 to 2009 is a copyright on it, but it's not really much of an an actual editor other than the fact that you can use it to, to chop things up, um, from like a, a DV camera. It, it actually has a capture utility built into it. Um, but when I tried to load that three hour video into it, it crashed all over itself, no matter what I did. So that was a real quick find out that okay, it can't handle three gigabyte or three hour videos.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, I I went to the website and looked at it. I did remember. I think the issue was that it's no longer being supported, maybe, and that's why I, I think, think I, so uh, uh, chose not to even mention it.
1: I think so. Um, I think it was supported, and then there was a guy who was going to have interest in it, and then he didn't anymore, and then now it's in, it's still out in the uh, ether for being not being supported anymore, at least as far as I know. All right. Um, but, yeah, the KDN Live was probably the one that I found was the the it was the pick of the litter for me.
0: And then I'll mention one that uh, I was familiar with uh, called Cinellera. Uh Cinellera is what used to be called Film Gimp. It began uh, with the Gimp project and, and moved on. It is a full-on editing bay it's one of those tools that i say uh, expects to turn your pc into an appliance you like you boot a live disc or you do an install of CineLera, it's not just an app that runs it is uh, super powerful can do anything in fact it has been used to do uh, major hollywood productions it, it's uh, it's that kind of power but it's not for the home user you have to really have some dedication to wanting to do this sort of thing um because it's uh, so powerful and complex, it's not it's not for the person who wants to edit their wedding videos. Uh, but
1: yeah, I was gonna say, I'll have
0: to uh, the show notes: It's great for what it is, but uh, it's you have to really be serious about it. And also, yeah, it's it, kind it, of old. Um, it's th- there's there's a fork. There's the original Unix fork, and then there's a secondary Linux fork, and they sort of. Don't get along with each other. I'm not really sure what the story is there. And so, uh, the, like, the people who made it made it for themselves. They're a video production company, and it's like, it's good enough for us. We'll just throw it out there for you to use, but don't expect any documentation or support. And there really isn't. Um, if you understand it, great. If you don't, they don't really care because it's an internal tool. That's my yeah. uh, rough assessment of it. All right, so that's basically Cinelera. Uh, good, but not for everybody. Uh, the, the other one that uh, Chris said he hadn't tried was a Vitamux. and it's one of those things that I think may be someday good, but maybe not. Uh, it, it's very basic cut here, it's paste ba- here. In fact, there are web tools now that are as good as that is. Um, it's just not. So
3: it's not just good. the lame encoder. <laughs> it <laughs> is,
0: oh. Yes, it is a lame Damn. encoder. Uh, I'm not going to mention, I just wanted to mention that because it's out there. And, you know, the, the people who listen to the show are often part of the literal net, and if we don't mention their favorite tool, I will hear about it for months, years, even eons to come. Uh,
3: so, so Kaltura, Mark, I know you, you do quite a bit with that. Will it do everything Avidimux will do?
0: Kaltura is, um, well, yeah, their web interface pretty much does everything Kaltura, uh, Vitimux does, just in a web space.
3: That would be a good superhero team, Avidimux and Kaltura. Sure. Like like on a a Justice League international team, they're from India or somewhere, you know, with a little more exotic sounding names.
0: Okay, so moving right along, uh, the next one in the list uh, (laughs) is Lives. And I want to mention that one because if you're into um, live video, hence the name Lives, if you are like a DJ and you want to mix video clips uh, in that sort of setting, That's a really good tool. It's got lots of uh, on-the-fly rendering of effects, uh, and it's really good for uh, taking multiple video and audio uh, uh, input sources and mixing them together and and spitting them back out in a live stream. It doesn't really output in anything useful, like you can't save to a DVD or even um, an MP4, for that matter. Uh, It's just kind of you have to capture that live stream in something else. But it's a really it's a great tool, and I wanted to mention it because for what it is, it's awesome. It's just not something that most people are going to use. Hmm. And the next one so on, on my list was called OpenShot, and I think OpenShot is going to be really good. It's relatively new. I think uh, Ubuntu is now putting that in their default installs. I think that's the case. Uh, they went back and forth between it and PTV, and I'm not sure which one they picked. But open, open shot, shot. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, I was
2: reading some articles about OpenShot, looking and gearing up for this show.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, tell us what you read then.
2: It, uh, it was just basically about Ubuntu and OpenShot, and then um, I just realized that this was probably a little over my head because <laughs> I don't really do much editing; I just do watching.
0: Yeah, it's a multi-track timeline. In fact, it looks a lot like Lives uh, or uh, KDN Live. What? Uh, Chris showed earlier Uh, uh, it's a simple interface but it's really powerful and what really I think sets it apart from all the others is the tons and tons and tons of effects and transitions that come with it that seems to be the missing link in a lot of these tools they have the basic crossfade and cut and paste but they're missing the advanced uh, filters and and compositing the overlaying of a watermark or text or uh, overlaying two images together Uh, OpenShot has all that but it's still rough uh, it's still in early beta, I think. Um, maybe a release candidate. I, it's been a while since I looked. Let me click on the link right now, and and stop spouting ignorance. Uh, okay, uh, one point four. So they're they're actually in a release cycle, and uh, as of the like the weekend that this thing was recorded, two days ago, uh, OpenShot one point four came out. Uh, Chris, did you try that one?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I actually get a crash when I try to launch it, and it's a error with uh, Python. And I, at the time, I didn't have time to dig through it to find out what was going on with it. Um, now that I have a little more time on my hands, I'll probably dig through the error log and find out why I'm getting error number one and error number two. Okay. And there's a whole so, bunch of so a, stuff what, in there that... They're really good to start
3: with error number zero,
0: Right. The cat Sorry. in the hat was there with error number one and error number two. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a Python issue, and I, I can read that in the error log from right now. I just don't have – I didn't have the time at the time – didn't have the time to dig through the errors and find the find the fixes for it. Right.
0: Um, Okay. It's really good for what uh, – I think it's going to be really good. I'll put it that way. So, uh, Chris, I think maybe you'll agree with me when I say that right now the, the current state – of video editing on Linux, um, use KDE and uh, Live, and have your eye on OpenShot as its replacement.
1: That well, depending because KDE o- KDN Live right now is still in active de- development as well. So, you know, it, it may be a neck and neck race between those two tools. Yeah, but yeah, right now I would agree with that statement.
0: Yeah, and we it only benefits all of us if that's the case. If you yep. got two really good ones to choose from, <laughs> there's no downside there.
1: Yeah, I don't have a problem with that.
0: All right, guys, any other thoughts on video, multimedia, audio, anything regarding uh, those works flows in Linux?
3: I, you know, I, to be honest you, I didn't realize that because I am the noob. It's my job to be ignorant, and I take, and I embrace that job. Uh, that. There was actually that many robust tools to use in uh, Linux for video editing. I did not realize that. Let's see. Yeah, that's kind I think of actually that's, cool.
0: That's the case. The, they, they, there's no advertising budget. There's no uh, publicity budget. So, and, and Linux is so underused on the PCs of the world. I think a lot of people don't know that. But right. there are tools out there that can do it and can do it professional grade. Yeah. But uh, what people want is they want iMovie. They want something that's simple and intuitive to use and produ- uh, produces uh, a great product. And iMovie does all of those things. But in order to do that, they have to limit you a lot. Yeah. Um, and so Linux people tend to not like limits. So you get something like um, KDN Live or OpenShot that has the kitchen sink of features or Sinalera, uh that can do anything and everything in nine different ways, but there's nothing simple or easy about it.
3: Uh, are y'all familiar with either one of you guys or any of you guys are familiar with Maya? Yep. Only by name. There is a, uh, just, I was curious about that. There is a, um, there is a 64-bit for Red Hat Enterprise Linux version and for Fedora 14 uh, out there. And so, that's a pretty impressive thing. I didn't realize that they had that for, uh, available for Linux. I just thought I was thinking about video software and thought, what about Maya?
0: I'm just that's a three D rendering
3: engine, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, you can do all. There's another
1: in- one for Linux too, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Yeah, for
0: actually, 3D the rendering? wiki.
1: Yeah, that'd be Blender open. Probably. Yeah, that's it. Blender, because yeah. OpenShot will use Blender plugins too.
3: Yeah. And yeah, Maya says right here in the in the wiki, three um, D computer graphics software that runs on Linux got preferential listing tree fit or more alphabetical Uh, mac os and microsoft windows so yeah they do all kinds of um you can do i mean that's been used on lots of movies and things i mean it's it's an incredibly powerful 3d uh rendering video editing i mean i say video editing you know i'm trying to say you can you can there's some level of video editing you can do with it as well because you have to be able to do that to do the 3d rendering stuff so
0: right blender uh the reason that's not on the list here is it's not really a video editor It's not going to take uh, a video file from your digital camera. It's designed for creating fully digital content uh, pixel by pixel. And it's awesome at that. Go to the uh, – do a a search for the open movie project, and you'll find some 10- to 15-minute shorts that are just phenomenal. Uh, But, you know, this is – we're talking Pixar here. We're talking about uh, generating a character pixel by pixel, and then lighting him and then setting the uh, frame rate and then rendering him and then moving him around, that's not video editing. That's digital creation, really.
1: Yep. Which is what Blender would be.
0: And would be really good at it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Any other comments before we uh, wrap things up?
1: I hope that the video editing becomes a bigger thing in Linux. I really think... uh, with the stability of the systems, I think Linux would be a really good place for video editing.
0: It's the glaring um, omission in the desktop workspace right now. Uh, Windows has Live Movie Maker, which isn't awesome. Um, I, Apple has iMovie, which gets less awesome with every release. Uh, but Windows re- uh, Linux doesn't really have anything yet. You know, NPTV and in and, and Live and OpenShot are moving toward that. But when people just want to be able to take their home movies and mix them together and put them on YouTube, it, it's kind of sad that this uh, super powerful operating system called Linux can't let them do that. Yet. Yet. But we're working
1: on it. It's just not More easily. Yet.
0: Okay. Uh, Seth, do we have a... Uh, wait. Uh, I forgot. I'm out of order. Uh, Mr. Godfather of the command line. What is our command <laughs> line order. tip of the week?
1: The tip of the week is NetStat. And this Mm -hmm. is a multi-platform tool that everyone that is a network administrator probably uses daily. Um, It displays the network connections, both incoming and outgoing, routing, and depending on your switches, it'll also show your routing tables and all sorts of stuff that your network is doing. So open up your terminals and type in NetStat and see what's being broadcast and received.
0: Okay, so there we go. Seth, our end user slash consumer tip of the week. What you got for uh, us?
2: Well, I found this little utility called Pinta, and you can find it at pinta-project.com. It is an open source drawing editing program that's kind of modeled after paint.net. And if you're a Windows user and don't know what paint.net is, you should go get it now because it's awesome. It's and it and Pinta... If, uh, like, a paint program or something simple like that is not enough and GIMP is too much, you're just looking for, you know, something kind of in the middle, Pinta will work for you. And it is Mac, uh, Windows, and some versions of Linux. And it's recently been picked up by new developers. It was kind of languishing in non-developmental Ether for a while. But they are got a new set of developers who are working on bug fixes and everything.
0: So are the Nina and the Santa Maria nearby? Uh, I
2: believe it will become a uh, New Frontiers or New World fleet of uh, digital software.
3: That's what they ought to do. The Pinta is the video editing, or, I mean the graphic editing, and then the Nina could be the audio, and then the Pinta could be the, or the uh, that's yeah, Santa that Maria. too. Yeah.
2: yeah, that could be like for all the religious people or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> video editing for church services only.
2: Right. You know, there's a big market for that. Um, you know, there's church programs to run multimedia at churches. There's a huge market for that. That's true. Yes, so the sir. Santa
0: Maria, that's what they that would be. All right, guys, any other comments, um, salient or otherwise, before we say goodnight?
1: Uh, nope, I'm all good. Cork
3: bad, marshmallow good. That's it. <laughs> Tony Cork. Cool. That's all I got. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, I'm going to say that that ends this episode of Everyday Linux.